Hello everybody. Today we are back on the R Confession subreddit, the place to admit your wrongdoings, acknowledge your guilt, and alleviate your conscience. Sit back and relax, while we uncover some nerve-wracking confessions. Reddit Readings, Episode 24 Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I run a fake restaurant on a delivery app. I registered a company. Bought all the takeaway boxes from Amazon. Signed up for a few delivery apps. Made a few social media accounts and printed leaflets that I drop in mailboxes. I resell microwave meals. On some meals I add something to make them look better. Like cheese. So far it's at around £200 a day in revenue. Nobody suspects a thing. Soon someone will come for hygiene inspection. But I'll pass that check without any problems. It's not illegal to operate out of your own kitchen. Should I feel bad? I feel kind of proud to be fair. And free as a bird from the 9 to 5 life. Edit. Please stop commenting on the legality of this. I'm doing everything by the law. I'm in the UK. So yes. I can work out of a non-commercial kitchen. Yes I am registered and will pay taxes in Jan. Yes I have my certificates and yes I have insurance. Though there is something I might need to add to the policy. Doing that next week. This shouldn't be your concern. I'm legal. This is a confession sub. Not legal advice. Not breaking any laws. Just ruining my karma rule for selling people heated up food from a microwave at home. My friend gave me a pet who died in the next day. I never told him and I pretend to have the same pet. During my early teens, I was best friends with a guy who had a couple of cockatiels, domestic birds. I, an obsessed animal person, used to say that I would die for one of these birds since I found them so pretty. Lo and behold, in my 15th birthday my friend gave me one sweet baby cockatiel. I was so happy with my baby bird. However I didn't had the tools to properly take care of it since my family and I didn't know we were getting one. Also, I didn't know how I felt about domestic birds since they don't get to be free in nature, even though they don't know how to survive in the wild. The first hour of my cockatiel at home was stressful, since my oldest dog didn't love the idea of a new family member, and was trying to kill it in every opportunity. After some time. Things got calmer and my mom had the idea of leaving the baby bird locked in the bathroom, so my dog couldn't find it. We were planning to get a bird cage and a bunch of cockatiels toys in the next day so our baby would be comfortable. Next day in school, I was telling my friend how much I loved his gift, and he told me about his own birds. He really loved them, and for him to give me one was a big demonstration of affection. I felt pretty great about my relationship with him and the cockatiel was a symbol to our love. He wasn't a guy who expressed feelings with words and at that point, us being friends for 10 years, he giving me the cockatiel was the first time he expressed that he trusted me. So, it is the second day of my baby bird home and I notice that she was, getting pretty smart around the bathroom, jumping next to the toilet and bathroom box. I didn't thought about that much since I was getting her birdcage soon, but warned my brother to always leave the toilet seat down. 
afraid that she was going to slip and fall in the water. Then, I went to my afternoon class. When I returned home, first thing I went to do was check my little cockatiel. Yeah, you guessed it. She was dead. Drowned in my brother's piss. He forgot to leave the seat down. I had a full breakdown. Tried to resuscitate her but no success. And then I thought about my friend and freaked out even more. I begged while crying to my mother to fix things. The day after her death I wasn't in school. I went to my local pet shop and bought a baby cockatiel. Now with a birdcage and all. I couldn't brought myself to tell my friend that my cockatiel had died in my brother's urine. My friend visited my house regularly so a new baby cockatiel was the only option for me. This happened years ago. I never told my friend the truth. Only me. My mom and my brother knows that our cockatiel is a fraud. I'm so sorry Betty Lou, the first. I wish I had been better for you. Rest in peace. Gave mince beef to a vegetarian. In year 8 food tech, we had to make a unique pasta dish. I decided to do bare minimum and make a vegetarian dish. Literally just spag bol with corn. Homemade sauce. So we make the meals and cook them and then we have tasting. I put mine in the vegetarian section. Everyone is trying it and enjoying it. One girl who is an actual vegetarian has seconds because it's delicious. Feeling dead proud of myself. Go home and tell my dad. Awkward silence. He forgot to get corn and just put minced beef in a Pyrex dish for me. Only my doctor knows I was a heroin addict for 3 years. It all started with a major drinking problem. Then the depression kicked in. I lost a mother to cancer. My closest friend he ended up being a con artist. Then there was the stress of a very intense job. I couldn't sleep at night. Work was really hard. I had no friends. I felt ugly. I was almost 250 pounds at 5 feet 6. With nothing left in my heart and soul. I started doing heroin to try to kill myself. I was really hoping the first time would kill me. Instead it just helped me sleep. Then it helped me with my drinking problem. Backstory on the drinking. I had been drinking between for about 20 years. I would drink from 6-10 beer almost every night of the week. Then I was a junkie. After about 1 month of doing heroin every few nights to help me sleep. I started doing it every night. Then after another month of that. I started doing it on my lunch breaks. I wanted to numb out everything that was going on with work and the loss of two very close people. I never hurt or stole or did anything harmful to anyone during my drug use. I went to work every day in the pit of sadness and a very harmful addiction. That was my life for two and a half years. Then I lost my job. Then I lost everything. My life was heroin. Once everything was gone I went to the doctor. Still at this point I never stole or hurt anyone. Getting sober was the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. Now I'm exactly one year sober. I still have nothing but a dream. I'm still not sleeping well. I still don't drink. I'm about 160 pounds. I will never do heroin again. Even if you put it in front of me. No matter what happens. I go to a shitty job every day that pays me nothing. All in hopes that one day I'll be able to buy a van and live on the road. This is my last 4 years confession. When I was a kid, 11 and younger, I vandalized my primary, elementary, school numerous times. Just for info, I'm female. I absolutely hated my school. I was diagnosed with ADHD only a couple of years ago at age 32. I daydreamed a lot, talked non-stop, and my imagination was out of this world. That didn't work with institutions lol. 
I hated both schools, but primary school, yuck, my attendance was poor, I'd fake being sick a lot, the school was located in my neighborhood, we used to play on the fields and courts during closed hours, we were allowed to do that, just couldn't go around the back of the school, I had friends, but there were these times I'd like to hang out with myself, that's usually when I did bad shit, that's how you don't get caught, I wouldn't purposely hang solo to do bad stuff though. Three incidents stick out in my mind, this one wasn't solo, but my act was. We wanted to play soccer in the dome, a little building in the back of the school property. I have no clue why, just to see if we could. We got screwdrivers and took the doors apart. So while everyone was playing in the dome and running behind it, I had a better idea. I grabbed some rocks, and wanted to see if I could deflect them off the dome into the school's windows. I could. Smashed about three or four windows. Each sound of the glass breaking was so satisfying. Another time I decided to go to the football pitch with my golf driver club. We were poor kids, we'd find random things, so it's not like I had a set. Just one driver. I wanted to see how far I could hit the golf ball. The school was kinda far away and I wasn't aiming for it. I swung and hit the ball. Then I hear a smash in the distance. Any normal kid would've stopped and ran. Me? I wanted to see if I could recreate what I did two more times. The third one was probably the most I don't give a fuck moment. I was walking around with my soccer ball. I decided to go over to the school. I went into the back area around the trees. Genius me decides to kick the ball into the air for fun. Around trees. The ball gets stuck. I attempted to climb the tree, but was unsuccessful. So, I see some big ass rocks. Figured I could knock it out of the tree. I stand looking at the school, with the tree in between us. I start throwing rocks, and they're flying over the ball and into the windows. I smashed 7. This one was extremely satisfying, because the following day at school we had assembly. My headmaster was furious, asking if anyone knew about. I was gleaming on the inside. Young me had so much anger inside because of my home life. So I took it out on the place I hated. My emotions were internalized. I was quiet. So the anger festered. Adults didn't know I was bad. Because I wasn't disrespectful. And I never got caught. What I did was messed up. Don't get me wrong. Just giving some context. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm the guy stealing your ashtray off your porch every couple nights. For the past 3 months I have hit a rough patch. Barely making my rent which is $480 a week. Barely making my bills. Can barely afford cigarettes. Cigarettes in Australia cost roughly $25 for a pack of 20. A neighbor of mine is an outdoor smoker. He lives in an apartment building just a block away. He has been filling large jars up with his cigarette butts and keeping them in the jar at his front door. The first time I stole it the next day he had already put out an identical jar. I let that fill up for a few days and then I stole that one too. This repeated two more times. The fifth jar he put out. Funny enough literally the next day was also identical except this one had the message. Please bring back jar. Smile. 
A lot of people would be disgusted that someone is stealing their ashtray but whoever lives in this house obviously knows what it means to be broke. I listened to whoever it was and after I stole the ashtray with the message on it, I grabbed all the jars I had taken from his house and brought them back to his doorstep. Ever since then, he has been leaving me half cigarettes and the ashtray. Our routine is, he smokes, fills it up, I take it home and bring back the jar I had taken recently. It's literally now whole system, two jars constantly in rotation between us both, and we have never even met each other, or seen each other before. I stole and used my college roommate's flashlight, then threw it out. It wasn't a real flashlight, just a knockoff that looked like a mouth wearing bright red lipstick. He said he bought it as a joke and wasn't actually going to use it. One night we went out to a party, at the end of the night my roommate left with a girl and I went home alone. I was pretty drunk and horny, remembered his knockoff flashlight, and thought borrowing it would be a great idea. I could use it then clean and return it and he'd have no idea. I grabbed it, lubed it up and went to town. It actually felt quite nice. Shortly after finishing, but before I had a chance to clean things up, I hear the front door opening. Roommate had come home early. I panicked and needed to get rid of the evidence as soon as possible, so I opened the window and threw the sex toy out. It landed in the center of our dorm's quad, grassy area where students sit, play frisbee, etc. And that was that. The next day I went outside to look for it, but it was already gone. Roommate asked me if I'd seen it a few days later but I just played dumb. Don't think he ever found out what happened because I've never told anyone. Hid my boss's car keys and he had to buy new ones and he smashed his window thinking his keys were in there. So I was 17 and my boss wrote me up for being 2 minutes late. He was a super cool guy but his boss got on him about how much money the company is making. So my boss got all in the, I'm going to change this company around mood. And started to be a prick and wrote me up because I was the youngest and most chill person there. So I was upset he wrote me up, and he left his keys on the desk. I took them and threw them on top of the roof. And he took all day looking for them. And I even helped him look for the keys. I hacked my bully's typing account. So in tech class in the 7th grade, we used typing.com to learn how to type, and every month we'd get a grade for how we did in the website so far. Our usernames were the first 3 letters of our first name and first 3 of our last name. And get this, everyone's password was 1234. Anyways. There was this girl who used to bully all the time for no reason for like 3 years and I was obviously sick of it. So one time, I was bored at home when I thought of hacking. Well, I don't know. I should call it hacking. My bully's typing.com account. So I went in her account, went to a new lesson in the website and started typing all the words wrong while watching Netflix. I did a 7 lessons and thought that it was enough 2 weeks later. We were getting our typing grades. And then I heard my bully complaining to the teacher that she did not deserve a D in her grade. I watched satisfied when the teacher just ignored her. Now, I do regret doing this but not, at the same time. But it's not like I ruined her future. I broke a girl's phone for bullying me in 7th grade, and got away with it. As the title says in 7th grade, I excused myself from PE to go to the bathroom, while down there. I took the flip phone of a girl who was bullying me from the locker room, and, without thinking about it, I broke it clean in half of the joint. Then, I just put it back in her shoe, put the book bag that was on the shelf above on top of it as if it had fallen down, washed my hands, 
went back to class, and pretended to be shocked when she found it and flipped out. She suspected foul play and tried to blame me for it. I had been the only one to go to the bathroom that day, but with my reputation of being quiet and mild-mannered, and being a hell of a teacher's pet, nobody, no teacher or student, would believe her over me. Sometimes, when I think about it even now that 12 years have passed, I still feel vindicated. Now I know it was likely her parents who needed to pay for it, but with the kind of shit she used to pull. At the time I thought she deserved it in full and felt no remorse, and I continue to not feel bad for it at all. I drove drunk. This happened a while ago but I cannot get over it. I was having a fun night and I got way more drunk than I wanted to. I blacked out. My friends left. I ended up driving somewhere. I barely even remember. Thank goodness I didn't hurt myself or anyone else. I can't even believe I did something like this. There is something terribly wrong with me to have done something like this. I hate myself for it. I got a PCA, prescribed concentration of alcohol, the term for drink driving when you aren't actually driving. I planned to leave my car and get a taxi home. It started pissing down with rain so I got in my car to wait. Someone must have thought I planned to drive, because the cops showed up and took me away. I was sentenced to 9 months off the road, and after that a car interlock for 2 years. The offense also carried a $3,300 fine and 9 months jail, but I think they let me off that because I dress nicely and had no previous offenses. Irony is, I'm the sort of person who won't drive after even a light beer. I only have a couple of months left with an interlock on my car, but not only is it embarrassing to be seen using, it's bloody annoying. Furthermore, the occasions where I've had to disclose using one, people assume, oh drink driving offense, you must have been mowing down small children and old ladies. Obviously judgment can be impaired when drunk, and sentences vary by location and country, but I know I could have got worse if I was actually driving, but actually driving drunk, it's just not worth it. Not trying to make people feel bad, but I have sort of been through it without actually doing it. I normally don't drive if I plan to drink but on my occasion it was a last minute thing. When I was younger I'd hand over my keys, or get a lift. If I couldn't get a lift home or was too broke for a taxi I would stay home. I impulsively smelled a stranger's hair. This is something I'm immensely shameful over, but feel the need to get it off my chest. Last summer I was bleeding some time at the mall, where I found myself in a tightly packed line for the game store. The lady in front of me, with bright blue hair, was just minding her own business, when I went in, and for god knows what reason, smelt her hair. I don't know why, but in that moment of time it seemed perfectly reasonable to check if her hair smelt like blueberries since it was blue. Although this doesn't even make rational sense to me, my body kind of just took over and did it on autopilot. Needless to say, this resulted in me being yelled at by the man behind me to stop being such a fucking perv causing for a massive scene to be created. Eventually this resulted in mall security being called, where I was escorted out of the mall and asked to never return. This was the single most embarrassing moment of my life, and although it wasn't a didn't conscious decision, no one who witnessed it will understand. To this day, I'm kept up almost every night thinking about how creepy looked, sincerely hoping I that I never have to encounter anyone who witnesses ever again. Thanks for listening to Reddit Readings episode 24, and if you enjoyed it, consider subscribing and leaving a rating.
Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you, and stay spooky. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.